Temple University is ranked among the top 50 public universities in the U.S. Through hands-on learning opportunities and world-class faculty, Temple students are prepared to soar in their careers. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. visit Another solo venture here. Just real quick, I felt like jumping back into Star Comics for some reason. Last Star Comics solo episode that I did, it focused on Mad Balls. And I hopped on the Star Comics wiki just to see what properties they all had at one point. There's quite a few licensed titles. The original titles that they had listed here, Misty, which was a six-issue limited series. Peter Porker, The Spectacular Spider-Ham. Planet... Terry, that's an original one. Oh, that looks interesting. Uh, Royal Roy, that looks very much like a Richie Rich knockoff. Wow, is it ever. Uh, that's even mentioned in the wiki here. In late 1985, Harvey Comics sued Star Comics for copyright infringement, claiming that Royal Roy was a blatant copyright of Richie Rich. I mean, even I can see that. Wow. Uh, uh, Top Dog. Top Dog. Okay, and then... The other one they had listed here was Wally the Wizard. Maybe one of these days we'll jump into those original titles. But as for today, we're looking at a licensed title called Count Ducula. I'm going to read the first issue of Count Ducula, which was written by Michael Gallagher, penciled and inked by Warren Kramer, lettered by Grace Kramer, colored by G. Russos and Warren Kramer, I assume. So this has a cover date of November of 1988, and this is Count Ducula number one. I assumed at one point that Count Ducula was part of the Disney-like universe uh, that included, like, Scrooge McDuck, Donald Duck, Launchpad McQuack, but that is not the case. Count Ducula, I don't think, has anything to do with that universe. This is more like a completely separate thing. Let's head over to the wiki, see what we can learn about Count Ducula. Based on a British children's animated horror television series created by British studio Cosgrove Hall Films and produced by Thames Television for Nickelodeon and as a spinoff from Danger Mouse. Oh boy, I remember Danger Mouse as a kid. I'm watching that on Nickelodeon. Looks like it aired from the 6th of September, 1988 to 16th of February, 1993. 65 episodes were made. So again, not a Disney series as much as I thought it was. So there we go. We've learned something, or I have at least learned something here. It does say a new version of Count Ducula appeared in the 2015 reboot series of Danger Mouse. Well, let's go ahead. We'll hop into the issue here. I'll You get to hear me experience it as I read. Let's see how Count Ducula number one, Star Comics presents Count Ducula number one, fares. Castle Ducula, home for many centuries to a dreadful dynasty of vicious vampire ducks, the Counts of Ducula. Legend has it that these foul beings can be destroyed by a stake through the heart or exposure to sunlight. This does not suffice, however, for they may be brought back to life by means of a secret rite that can be performed once a century when the moon is in the eighth house. 
Okay, so we open up and there is a large castle on top of a very windy, spindly cliff. Castle Ducula. Mm. Every hundred years, when the moon enters the house of asparagus, <laughs> the vampire can be resurrected. Oh, wow. So there are a couple people here, some anthropomorphic birds, one of which I... Uh, Looks like some type of professor, maybe? And the other looks like a maid who has apparently broken her arm? Her arm is in a sling. That may not be a maid. Maybe that's Igor. I, I don't know, but it looks like they're wearing an apron, and they have what appears to be like a one of those little maid hats on in a lab, and there is this coffin, which has an array of red, yellow, and green lights surrounding this coffin. And like this royal walkway coming out of the coffin as they wait for this vampire to be resurrected. The professor-looking bird is apparently Mr. Igor, and our maid-looking bird is Nanny. Uh, quick, Nanny, pass me that boiling beaker of bat's blood and belladonna, you bird-brained bird. I mean, I don't even know if that's an insult. If you call a bird a bird-brained, I mean, it's like walking up to a, your friend and calling them a human-brained human. Okay, so Igor ac accidentally poured in ketchup into this beaker to get this vampire resurrected, and it is Count Ducula. Now, let me explain the appearance of Count Ducula here, okay? Because Count Ducula, you think of a duck, you think, oh, it's a yellow duck. He's anthropomorphic, so he's going to be walking on his two webbed feet, which that's, that's fair enough. But he's not yellow, Count Ducula is green. He's green. He's wearing a suit with a red bow tie, which really throws off the vibes, and a cape. He has black hair and, of course, a pair of fangs that are inside of his duck beak. That, my friends, is Count Ducula. Oh, we got a vegetarian vampire on our hands, and Igor is upset. Yeah, Count Ducula does not like blood or meat. Okay, so... Outside of the castle, down in the village, the music that Count Ducula is currently playing on this large organ is being heard by Dr. Von Goosewing, world's greatest vampire hunter. Mm. He has a <laughs> it's a vampire detector that takes two V-sized batteries. V as in vampire. Goosewing, Dr. Von Goosewing, has decided to infiltrate the castle to put an end to the nearby vampire. Count Ducula, he likes to play rock and roll tunes. He's playing a nice little rock and roll tune on this organ here. Oh, get ourselves a nice little fat joke in here. Nanny's a, la a rather large bird. We'll just put it that way. According to Igor, 450-pound bird, who, while dancing to Count Ducula's music, fell down a set of steps and threw one, two, three, four, five 
six floors of the castle and landing on Goosewing at the bottom here. I, uh, Igor is showing Count Ducula around the castle. Ducula gets all excited when he sees his mystic coffin that can transport him to any place he desires. Okay. All right. So there apparently is a mystic clock. So if... Okay, let me try and make sense of this. Count Ducula can use this coffin to transport anywhere he wants to go. But Igor is saying that there is a clock. I'll read this. The clock provides security. No matter where you go, this clock will return Castle Ducula here at dawn. Oh, does it actually transport Castle Ducula? Oh, okay. So it is Castle Ducula that transports. So he hops into the coffin and he says, you mean all I've got to do is mention a place and we can travel anywhere from here to Outer Mongolia? And because he said Outer Mongolia, the castle then shimmers and disappears and it's over in Outer Mongolia right now. What is this? And faster than you can say, zero phylos anticholinesterase. Well, got to look that up now. Zero phylos. Starts with an X, too. Oops. What's funny is this This is in 88, okay? Anybody who was reading this at the time would have had no idea what zero phylos anticholinesterase is. But because we're sitting here 34 years later, we have the advantage of the internet to figure out what in the world that is. How many people read this comic and never even gave that a second thought? Because at the time, they couldn't even look that up to try and figure out what in the world it is. Let's see if this is funny or not. <laughs> zero, zero phylos anticholinesterase. Oh boy, first article is pubmed.ncbi.nlm.nih.gov. It does not include the word zero phylos. Okay, let's go to Wikipedia's cholinesterase inhibitor. Cholinesterase inhibitors, C-H-E-L-S, also known as anticholinesterase, are chemicals that prevent the breakdown of the neurotransmitter acetylcholine and butyrylcholine. This increases the amount of acetylcholine or butyrylcholine in the synaptic cleft that can bind to what in the world? Muscarinic receptors, nicotonic receptors, and others. This group of inhibitors is divided into two subgroups. I, I don't even want to continue to talk because it's just a bunch of words that I have no idea what they mean. Okay, this makes a little bit more sense. CHELs may be used as drugs for Alzheimer's and myasthenia gravis and also chemical weapons and insecticides. Side effects when used as drugs may include loss of appetite, nausea, vomiting, loose stools, vivid dreams at night, dehydration, rash, bradycardia, peptic ulcer disease, seizures, weight loss, rhinorrhea. I wonder if that's like a runny nose. Yeah, that's a runny nose. Huh, look at me, I'm smart. Salivation, muscle cramps, and fasciculations. What is that? Fasciculations. Spasms, muscle twitches. Wow, I bet you had no idea... What in the world? I cannot believe that I just went on like a five-minute journey into Wikipedia from a 1988 Count Ducula issue. And I ain't even done with the issue yet. All right. As to why this even exists in a Count Ducula book, I have no idea. But whatever. <laughs> so back to the story. Sure enough, the castle has popped up on Outer Mongolia. 
So the clock says the castle has to return to its original location by dawn, or it looks like Count Ducula would crumble into dust because he's doing just fine out here in daylight in outer Mongolia. So it's not about daylight. It's all about how, like, getting the castle back to its original location by a certain time. Boy, took me a few to figure out that. Okay, well, some Mongols have apparently drug Count Ducula out of his castle. Oh, this is Attila the Hen. Surrounded by his henchmen. He says, surround them, my henchmen. They'll join us for dinner. Oh, poultry puns. Hooray, hurrah. Well, inside the castle, Goosewing, who's still recovering from being flattened by Nanny, still looking for Count Ducula. Igor, Nanny, and Count Ducula are taken captive by Attila, and they are going to boil. They have them in a big cauldron. This is your typical, your typical savages boiling the boiling their captives alive in a big cauldron. Count Ducula tricks Goosewing into freeing them because Goosewing wants the movie rights to capturing Count Ducula. And if Attila the Hen has captured him, Goosewing won't get the royalties from the books and movies. What? Nanny, who says, I hope the scriptwriter spells my name right. NQX14? Okay, they're obviously trying to get across the fact that Nanny is stupid. She's not very bright. Hmm. So Attila the Hen charges at the castle as the castle disappears, returns back to Transylvania, and... Attila falls off of the cliff behind the castle because he couldn't stop his forward momentum. And on his way, crashing to the ground, says, You know, it's times like this I long for the days before women's liberation. I don't know who you're writing this book for. (laughs) You think a kid's going to know what women's lib is? I don't think so. The kids that are picking this up, it's 88. I would think that you're shooting... It's a cartoon, for crying out loud. You're probably shooting for definitely preteen at the very oldest. But jokes like that have an eight-year-old going, you know, what is women's liberation? Hey, adults were buying comics, too. So the castle returns, and Goosewing takes off. Says he'll be back. This isn't over. Meanwhile, a joke I had not been talking about this whole issue is... Nanny wanting to make sure that Count Ducula has on some clean underwear, which, by the way, I don't believe he's wearing pants. So why he needs underwear, I do not know. But at the end of this issue, she finally found a pair of clean underwear and wants to put it on him. Okay, that was goofy. Uh, That was the first half of this issue, I bet. Yep, because we've got another story. Count Ducula in lights, camera, traction. I don't know much about the Count Ducula character. Other than what I just learned, he's a vegetarian. He's obviously not a menacing vampire. It's going to feed on somebody. He's a, he's going to eat salads. <laughs> Does Nanny always have her arm in a sling? The stories often revolve around Ducula's adventures in search of riches and fame. So this is the plot of the cartoon. Assisted by the castle's ability to teleport around the world. Okay. All right. So there's your motivation. Riches and fame. Oh, Igor's all excited. He wants... Count Ducula to be this menacing vampire. He wants him to be this blood-sucking creature. And Count Ducula is not going to be that. Oh, looks like Count Ducula has decided to become a movie star. Just as handsome as Bird Reynolds. (laughs) Bird Reynolds. 
Oh, he hops into the teleporter and transports the castle to Hollywood, right above the Hollywood sign. <laughs> okay, this is a good one. So they've made their way over to Alfred Peacock Studios, and Count Duckula is so excited. He said, ooh, Alfred Peacock, he made my favorite movie, The Birds. Get it? Oh, wow. Okay, so we've got a big, like almost half-page splash here of them walking into Studio 4 of Peacock Studios, and there are all of these birds, anthropomorphic birds, that are walking around that are Hollywood. They're dressed up. Uh, they're, they're actors. And back here in the very background, there is something that looks very much like King Kong, except it's purple. There's definitely a grape ape reference to be had there but looking at the rest of these it's so i see a bird that looks like tarzan we have the cast of wizard of oz down here which i see dorothy where's the lion i do not see the lion there is a smaller version of a grape ape there scarecrow dorothy and tin man i do not see a lion though there's a frankenstein bird back here <laughs> there's something that looks like the head of big bird <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that's on purpose. That definitely looks like Big Bird. Okay, so they're back here, I guess, trying to get an acting job. So they got on set. Count Duckula is going to meet Mr. Peacock and Bird Reynolds. Oh, so anyway, they, uh, Count Duckula was given a message to give to Peacock. The message is that John the Duke Crane is going to play a role in this film that he's doing, and Bird Reynolds is Scared enough that he quit. Mm. The name of the movie is Birdigo, starring Bird Reynolds. And now that Bird Reynolds has... Huh, I'll get this. I want to make a bird joke. He's flown the coop. I might even edit in some crickets there. I don't know. Now, Count Duckula has stepped up and wants to take over the role of Bird Reynolds. Anyway. All right. So Count Duckula has now taken on the role that Bird Reynolds had in Birdigo here. And John Crane, the Duke... Is that what it was? Yeah. John the Duke Crane is here. Oh, oh boy. So the makeup job on Count Duckula has gone over so well. He looks like Bird Reynolds. And it turns out that Bird Reynolds ran away because he's been seeing John Crane's girl in the Tinseltown Tattler, which is apparently the rag magazine newspaper newsletter that gets around Hollywood. They printed it. And John Crane is there to exact some revenge. So a fight breaks out. <laughs> Count Duckula is running for his life here, taking off all his prosthetics, trying to make him realize that he is not Bird Reynolds. So Count Duckula and the rest are heading back to Castle Duckula to try and get back there to escape John Crane. And there goes Nanny, who does not know how to use doors. The first story, she ran through the castle walls. Because she doesn't know how to... She's that dumb. Finally make it into the castle. The castle transports away, saving them from John Crane. Peacock, they, he's been filming this whole thing. So he thought it was them rehearsing at first. But as the castle disappeared, the poor camera guy, his camera, the film snagged. Didn't catch it on film. Oh. <laughs> so, at the end of this, Count Duckula is looking in a mirror, trying to figure out why he can't see himself. Apparently he didn't realize that... Vampires do not have a reflection. And Igor lets them in like, hey, oh yeah, and by the way, you can't be picked up on film either. So it's kind of hard to become a movie star if they can't see you. 
Oh, but that doesn't deter him. He wants he wants to be on stage. He'd rather do Broadway. <laughs> Igor breaking the fourth wall as he looks down in the corner of the panel and sees the end written down there. And he says, ah, the end. You can't imagine how happy I am to see you. All right. So Count Ducula, number one in the books. Strange. The characters are interesting. You know, you got this Count Ducula who's not this evil vampire, but he apparently is a vampire. Nanny, who is perpetually in a sling, at least for these two stories, is dumb as a post, impervious to injury, apparently. Well, I can't say that. I'm curious as to what injury occurred her to actually have to put her arm in a sling, because she's fallen through seven floors of the castle. She's ran through walls and doors. No problem. What was the injury that put her arm in a sling? Curious about that. Uh, And Igor, who wants more out of his Count Ducula that he, I think, created... Uh, and it was the ketchup that he used instead of blood. Goosewing, who was in the first story, doesn't appear in the second story. Nonetheless, crazy misadventures that Count Ducula is going to get in. I can't believe this is a series that ran. Well, the comic book series, I think, has 13, 15, 15 issues. So that probably takes it up through 89, going into 90, I would think, actually. Let me look at this. What did I say? November? Yeah, November of 1988, so... It probably takes it up through early 90s, and then that's it. Star Comics. When did Star Comics fold? Okay, Star Comics founded in 84, defunct in 88. Then it could not have been too long after this issue that it became defunct. Well, oh, you know what? It does say Star Comics Presents on the inside of this book, but if you look at the cover, Star Comics is not on there at all. (laughs) The cover of this Count Ducula, no one zanier in Transylvania. First quackpot issue. It has this mouse who's looking down at Count Ducula going, a vampire. And Count Ducula, scared, says, a where? So this had to have been like right after it shut down. Marvel eventually dissolved the star imprint, but absorbed several titles under the main Marvel banner, such as Silverhawks, and continued license new properties, such as Captain Planet and Police Academy. The star original characters... Top Dog, Planetary, Royal Roy, and Wally Wizard later were used in a Marvel comic series such as X-Babies Limited series as antagonists in 2009. Oh boy, that would have been fun to read. Planet Terry was in Drax starting in issue number six in 2016. Yeah, I'm, I, I, let's just fast forward to issue two real quick. I want to see. Does this say Star Comics Presents? It does say Star Comics Presents in part two and issue two. This is interesting. Well... Maybe one day we'll do a history of Star Comics or something. I don't know. Do a little bit of research. But either way, this was fun. Thank you all for joining us. Make sure to give that Rattelich in Broadcasting Facebook page a like to stay up on top of all the great podcasts we have to offer. We are at home on Spreaker, but you can also find us on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, and recently we have hit the air on Spotify. Find your favorite podcast platform and type in R-A-D-U-L-I-C-H to subscribe for some great content. If you enjoyed this show, please feel free to share and spread the word. And as always, we appreciate any feedback and look forward to entertaining you again soon.